beings, we are still energy, we are still needing to feel our feelings, we are not robots yet, we're needing to fully uh, live the human experience and that means that you need to feel your feelings that you need to be connected with other humans and we need to evolve as a human being otherwise we come up or our body manifests with illness the hustle culture that always tells you to give more do more and be more and the pressures that come simply by being a woman has caused us so much damage in terms of stress, burnout, and a feeling of not enoughness. But guess what? You are strong. You are good enough. You have intrinsic value just by being you. You are deserving of your heart's desires. They don't have the power to give you permission, but you do. For a moment, you just simply forgot. By taking back your power and discovering your unique path, the path that works for you, committing to the inner wellness woman that you are initiates a process of wholeness, wellness, and wealth in your life. In this podcast, we will uncover our path of inner wellness women by exploring the feminine principles of spirituality, desire, rest, and connection as our guiding lights. Warm welcome. I'm your host, Linda Houston. Welcome to another episode of Inner Wellness Woman. And I'm so excited today because we have another guest and it's Lena Penno Anderson. I'm so excited. So, a little introduction she is an intuitive coach and psychic medium who combines mindset, the soul's expression through the body, and your energetic blueprint in guiding you deeper into a deeper consciousness about yourself. This leads you to be aware, get understanding about old wounds and triggers, blockages and limitations that you have been experiencing. And her work brings her clients deep clarity, deep calmness, and the focus for the next steps moving forward. This is an energetic clearance of the old and guidance to implement and allow the new energy to be embodied. And Lena is a new friend of mine. And from day one of us meeting, I really felt a wonderful connection with her. And she shared her story, which was fascinating. And she also offered me great advice personally. And so today I'm curious to dive into the work that she does and just the journey that led her to where she is. So thank you for being here, Lena. Thank you so much for this nice introduction. I'm so honored. And I agree with you. Like first time we met when I turned around and you had this huge smile on your face. I'm like, what? What an aura. Love it. (laughs) Well, and you like, you know, I've told you I've been on this journey of trying to find like minded people. I feel like ever since I came back to Sweden, which was three years ago now, and I haven't really found this people but with you I really felt like wow this is somebody who's on the same level maybe like kind of a step uh, a step above me (laughs) but Um, but uh, yeah this is somebody I I vibe with so yeah thank you so much for being here and let's dive in thank you yeah so I mean there's so much honestly to unpack and just from the little bit that you've shared with me I know that you've you've had so many different experiences and just kind of like yeah your journey has has evolved 
uh, in, in different kinds of ways. But first of all, I'm so curious to know more about your intuitive abilities and like mm -hmm. how, if you've always known about them, like what your journey was with them um, and how they manifest, you know, like, do you see things? Do you hear things? Do you feel things? Um, yeah. So that's, that's my first you want to know it right away <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's go deep let's go we're not okay. like we're not talking the small talk I love that no so, um well I remember that when I was in school like in the first grade or second grade it must have been I remembered um like I really have the strong picture in front of me still that I felt so drawn to a person to a little girl same age obviously who was um, having who was struggling with writing so I think she was having dyslexia which I didn't know during that time so what came up really early and followed me through my entire life is that I am fighting for for women but especially for like for everyone literally who has where I sense there's not enough self-esteem they need support they need help and in this age I was seven years or eight years maybe old you know th this comes obviously from a trauma or from from something from the past but the way I was helping them has been shifting everyone's even in that age right that young perspective that grown-ups were looking at me in a way like uh, okay well we you know we have to discuss here now a thing so I was really standing strong uh, through all of the years making clear that people men women girls boys who needed support that they had someone behind their back who you know so that they will not feel alone or left out or behind or something so I was fighting for everyone during school so I was feeling myself during all those years especially during the teenage years not really like I had a you know when people looked at me they thought I had a big and huge self-esteem I was liked but I felt so different I had not the feeling of fitting in really but still I was fighting always for the people so it gave me some sort of sense um, for those who didn't really were able to fight for themselves and the way I always talked with them was so loving so even though there were people which I didn't like but I still like wanted to help them <laughs> so I, I always came with love and support so I noticed like wow even though I don't feel loved a lot of the times I had a lot to give I let, had a lot to share I had to, a lot of energy to pull them with me in order to feel included or that they had the power to actually change their their situation and most of them actually did so I was traveling after school through Australia and met people and I just knew things about them and we're just like having conversations conversations so when you're traveling you just meet them once a day like one day and you have a good laugh and a good talk and then you move on kind of like that thing and I remember so many conversations where I've been literally channeling, channeling and I didn't know it during that time informations which they didn't share with me so they were listening and like, huh, how do you know? Uh, I didn't know that about myself. Is that like I had knowledge where I just thought, oh, I'm really 
really intuitive, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how this, you know, where this comes from. Mm. Uh, at one point, I uh, had even the ability to, I still have it, but that was one of the first experience where it was like, oh, wow, what is, it, what is that? So if someone asked me, we talked about relationships and a man asked me like, you know, I really am longing for becoming a dad, but I'm like 32 and I don't know when that will happen. And I was like, you know, just wait two years. I know it's in two years, you will have that baby. So that means you will meet your woman very soon, right? And he was like, yeah, whatever. So I was back in Hamburg and he wrote me a letter two years later saying, I have just born a baby girl. You were right. And I was like, ah. first of all, where did you get my address from? <laughs> <laughs> so so like oh my goodness so I I had bits and pieces every now and then where I was just like okay cool my intuition must be very strong I used it also when I was partying and a lot of boys were like hitting on me and I wasn't really good in like saying no like boundaries was a big struggle of mine and um in order to like how do you say it in a nice way <laughs> I don't know so I made it I made you know they've been trying to get informations from me and while I got their informations in a channeled way I mirrored something back where they was they were freaking out like how do you know these things and like yes that's true like a lot of things which are so personal I'm like mm, you know what I'm just good in what I do not knowing what I did <laughs> So a friend of mine then told me that I should maybe try to do a life coaching education. And that was still before I moved to Sweden, where I live right now. And um, even there, I was, I think I was 23 years old. I was the youngest participant in the group of like business people. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so wrong here because I'm just not in business. <laughs> I'm way too young. So what do I have to give? And I noticed very early in this coaching teaching like you have to have like three people one is the coach one is an observer and one is the one being coached and when I was the coach I was really easy diving into the core center like where do we need to hit the feelings in order to really you know release something so I was really good with business people so like strong men were like without after 10 minutes like crying like <laughs> what's happening wow. so, oh my goodness, I'm really good I'm hitting you know the right questions again not really fully understanding what I was doing then I came to Sweden a lot of uh, this of mine exactly like you said like you say like the whole connection to the spiritual people to like mine and have been like really dying there was not a lot of people I knew here in Sweden no like no one of them was really spiritual either so I was like okay well I focus on something else somehow um I got pregnant two times gave birth and the second time I burned out right right before like actually in the second pregnancy I already felt it and one and a half years later I was officially burned out and um during that burnout one of the first things I realized was I need to find connection to women I need to take that up like sisterhood. So what is sisterhood? Spiritual meaning, like my soul needed food, needed nourishment, needed the connection to others. Mm -hmm. And I found that somehow, like I wasn't really looking for it. I hadn't really uh, had space for it, but they came to me like in Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I burned out 2019. So beginning of 2020, I had a spiritual life coach. And during this coaching, um, we didn't really work with new stuff. But because I was finally focusing on myself again, I felt like the things which I uh, knew before, like they were waking up again, just doubled as good as before. So I literally was sitting there and before my my teacher was saying something, I knew that she would say that, or I know that she today had a bad day and a headache. So I, I felt her pains. And when another person was speaking, I then felt their pain. Like I was really in tune suddenly somehow. And that made me aware of, again, my, my ability is there and always will be probably. Half a year later, I got kicked out from my job and I started my business on Instagram. And uh, I started actually to build awareness about burnout and how we need to look at it from a body, mind and soul perspective, which I always worked with during all those last years. Yeah, I think in the beginning of 2021, I noticed like, okay, what I'm actually doing is channeling. I'm actually get stepping into your energy and guiding you so it has nothing to do with a life coaching anymore it has nothing to do with you know what a normal coach would do I'm doing more of a of a spiritual guidance than a, and a life coaching guidance using all the tools like burnout stress looking at the body listening to the to the body's communication etc so I have been since beginning of 21 openly slowly showing my abilities of okay I'm actually like this kind of voodoo person which was really hard because of my family is watching also my my Instagram or Facebook so doing that was you know a, a little bit of a longer journey to really feel comfortable with it it's a lot of doubt and stuff but now I'm yeah it's really easy to me and I love what I'm doing and I'm helping a lot of women to to gain clarity so I love it wow that's so cool yeah and I mean there's yeah, like the family dynamic, I can imagine because I don't, I don't know your your background, but you're from Germany. Mm -hmm. I'm from Sweden. I'm half American. So yeah, my my background is like I have like some religious background, but I don't know. In the general Swedish person, at least, does not have like any type of spirituality in the background. <laughs> so no. and even if you do, it's hard to share that aspect of yourself with people because people tend to be very closed off to that kind of perspective so I mean I am curious to know like how you dealt with your not only your family but also just maybe just people in general uh who like have you experienced a resistance with people when it comes to talking about spirituality and spiritual things uh, because you're in Sweden and maybe yeah. people are usually not so open to this type of thing even though maybe they need it for sure they need it yeah um I think most of it like let's let's focus first on the family I think um I did all the work before uh, I came out like uh subconsciously like because I was working with only looking at myself during my burnout like what is what is best for me uh, how like what feels best for me I will always look that way um, so when I decided to come out in front of my parents kind of like um, not officially just you know being openly on Facebook and Instagram it was uncomfortable 
but it was my shame around not um, not hiding anymore. My mom is very open to that. My dad is completely against it, but he's not really someone who's always watching. And I have a very supportive twin sister who's amazing and doing, you know, finding the right words. Like she doesn't really bother as long as I'm feeling good. And that is what matters. Um, but, you know, you always find, you know, a lot of old friends are watching and, you know, they're still watching. <laughs> They're still listening, but they they didn't come with questions or they they didn't really care either. Maybe I don't know. They maybe talk in the background, but I really learned to not look and listen to that. I, I concentrated on what I'm good at and feeling best with, and that is what I'm doing. So when it's about the Swedish people, a lot of people ask me, so what are you doing? So I need to sometimes adjust to, to the person and saying like, okay, so today I'm, I have, that person is very closed up. I see that. I sense that. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a life coach. And even then this is like zip crickets, like nothing is, you know, they, they don't even know like life coaching. What does that even mean? And if I try to explain it, um, there's a lot of like, huh, like, help do we need help <laughs> you know asking for help I don't know what that is literally like it's a lot of closed up emotions there um, and then there are other people um, who might not be really spiritual but who I tell like okay well I'm working with you know going into your energy I'm, I'm literally reading you your thoughts and future past your divine team um, and all of that and they are like ah interesting okay, but look at that weather. <laughs> so, okay, so not everyone is ready. But a lot of times there are people who also just like want to know more. So the the interest is is most often there, even though they don't get it because they're not yet there or they don't, you know, they don't have the interest in healing because they don't feel a need of opening to consciousness. Yeah, and probably it's changing as well. Maybe like do you yeah. find that more people are getting interested and maybe like younger people as well? Maybe it's more the older generation who are more like closed off and like, I'm only going to believe what I can see here physically and stuff like that. I, yeah. I think, I think things are probably changing. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me, but for them, like for, for all of us, because uh, we do, I, you know, I was just le- talking to our friend Lisa um, two weeks ago or four weeks ago, talking about, you know, I, I myself wouldn't even say that I'm spiritual. I'm not even talking about the ego, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's, you know, it's about the wording. Some people are getting affected by like, oh, you're spiritual. I'm, you know, I don't, I dislike that. So um, go away. So I don't think that we need to call it spiritual but this is like the over overly term this is just something each and one of us uh, can tap into if we want to like each and every one of us has a gift uh, working with their connection with their soul with you know we call it a lot of times well my intuition says or my gut tells me so each and every person who isn't spiritual still knows the term that I can trust my gut or I can you know my my gut sends me Uh, that I should or should not do this and that so uh, this is nothing else like if you're starting with listening to your gut you're always also able to connect to something different you you just have to find what is your tool what are you able to to hear to receive oh that's a really important point thank you for bringing that up I'm wondering a little bit more we're gonna stay on this topic a little longer I hope you don't mind Uh, just how you in within yourself could uh, 
could come to terms with your your intuition you touched upon it but but like how you could maybe find the words around it and understand what you were experiencing and how you were channeling you know because I can imagine that when you first started experiencing this this that it might have been quite overwhelming yeah so cool Uh, it wasn't actually it wasn't because I think again this is something which I had carried with me so many times so when I uh, during that coaching or especially after that coaching sessions um, last year um, I just asked a lot of people hey Uh, I would like to try to to work with this. So can can you just give me like a, a full body yes that I'm allowed to tap into your body? So meaning I I started very little. So I was reading your body's energy and ailment. So meaning that I can tap into you and I feel I literally feel you. So when when my eyes are getting teary, I'm like oh my goodness, there's it's a lot of emotions. And then uh, I feel it in the throat, so unable to speak, or I feel pain in the knees or in the neck or in the ears or like a heaviness in 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 the head area in the shoulder like I'm I'm walking like from top to toe and and this is how I started just like okay so you have that pain you have that pain and after that I'm like okay well what what is the information so what is what can the people benefit because obviously most often they know that they have this ailment right <laughs> if not well then you better listen to it a bit closer because I feel it so when I was then asking a bit more deeper, like the way it shows up is that I'm getting feelings in my body, which is your feelings. And I have to literally try to step out of my own body. So I doubt a lot of times, like, is it now me or is it her? I'm, I'm not really sure, but I will put it onto a piece of paper. I will tell you anyways, because this is my human mind doubting my, my ability. So, so I feel how you're feeling and then I'm getting a lot of pictures with it so when it's to till example the head area I'm I'm knowing I can sense from which side it is what side like there's oftentimes a story coming through so this is words which I just mumble I'm like <laughs> I don't even know why I say that or there's a picture coming like there sometimes I see a situation which has happened to you till example and I explain like this is what I see and this is the connection and needs to wants to come up because this is a blockage in your mind which leads then to an ailment in your shoulder and you need you to let go of that burden because it doesn't longer serve you in that sort of sense I'm creating like a red line through your body through that emotion what started in you know in the heavy brain in the in how I felt the the head so in in that way it always needs to have for me in order to for you to have a benefit is where is it hurting where is it coming from so somewhere I need to get an information about that not from you but from from the outside And then I connected to what is it we need to work with that. So sometimes I sometimes I only receive informations like this comes up. I don't get the information for you to look deeper into it, but it needs to come up because in the later, like in a couple of weeks or months, it needs to come up and it will make sense because uh, another situation will happen to you. And then it's already in your conscious because most of the blockages sits from the past in our subconscious. We need to reawaken it in order to focus on it, to let it go, right? So what, what I'm literally doing is I am the vessel to telling you what to focus on. 
because when when we're in a situation which is you know marriage problems or problems with relationships or your job or you are physically affected by whatever and you can't really know you don't really know so we need to like boil it down to like what is it you actually need to focus on and it's mostly you <laughs> you know it's actually not the situations it's you how to build yourself up to become stronger to then pick the situation and let it go or work with it so it's always like we only look at one thing while I go through your whole body and it's always connected to that one thing. And that is till example, self-esteem or deep trauma or grief because of what has mostly happened in, in a past situation, like in, when you've been very young. Wow. That is, that is fascinating. That is really yeah. fascinating. So is it something that you uh, that's always there like whenever you meet people strangers on the street or is it something you have to tap into like focus on in order to download this information um, so so to be honest like a lot of people who are closed up I'm I'm struggling and I'm not interested either to to focus on it um, and I would rather have their allowance to actually get this information because you know it, you know it doesn't serve me to get all sorts of information but you know don't talk to that person or that person doesn't want to be helped so so that is energy leakages so that is meaning that I don't really help myself so I need to to have a clear boundary there but normally when I'm going into a room um, like each and every one of us right so we go into a room and we feel oh somewhere over here someone we're fighting I sense that so this is what obviously I also sense um and then I'm reading like where is that <laughs> who is that do we need to talk to like is there is this a way in in order to to create a, a happy ending kind of like I'm <laughs> stuff like that is just very interesting and I think you and I we talked about that we you know um, love to go somewhere and feel like we sit down in a coffee shop and we like to just have people around so reading their energy without really taking it in is something I love <laughs> to be honest wow that's interesting do you know about just a sidetrack thing because it interests me do you know about yeah. human design I know a little bit not too deep I saw that you are interested and that you have been posting like yesterday or the day before about it yeah tell me yeah about it. I'm so I'm so interested in it because I mean it's it's a it's an esoteric thing right um and it's but it's a science so yeah. it's and it's a combination of like the astrology with the Hindu chakra system. So with people's birth information, including the birth time, you can get a visual image, a body graph. Uh, you use this website, you see people's body graph, and then you can see how the energy works, how people's energy works. So for example, you can see a lot of, you can see openness, like some centers, it's called centers or channels are open and then they're white or they're colored in. And that means that they're closed or like um, defined it's called. So when they're defined, it's the energy that you put out into the world. And when they're mm -hmm. open is the energy that you receive. You literally have openness to other people and receive from them. So yeah. it's like, it's literally about the mechanics of how our energy works and how we interact with people. So if somebody has definition in a certain area and it represents your body parts, so it's like head center, 
throat center, how you speak, heart center, identity center, like how, how you view yourself. Um, mm. And then like spleen, emotion, like all, all these different parts, you can literally see how we take in energy from each other and this exchange that happens all the time. So mm. it's very useful in that sense. Um, and there's, there's so much to unpack there because you can, there are different profiles so for example, I'm a projector, it's called. Ooh, okay, and cool. Do you know something about it? <laughs> Not a lot, but I know that the projectors have an extra fiery, like getting things done in a special way, like very focused, very, very honored and very much verbal of serving the world. Right. So a projector has a lot of openness. A lot of openness takes in a lot of information and energy from other people. And the way our energy works is very focused, like you're saying. So the, the nine to five work system that we have in place now doesn't really work at all for projectors <laughs> because that leads to burnout because the way our energy works, is like focus, rest, focus, yeah. rest. If you have to have a constant flow of working and energy, it just doesn't work. Uh, and generators, they have like this constant flow of energy. And then there's projectors who are very interesting because they have complete openness in their chart so their role is like to be a reflection literally of our collective and wow. they can they they take in so much energy but they can distill it into like useful information it's almost like they literally reflect the collective they show like what we need to learn and a very small percentage of people are this but I would be so curious to know what you are because based on your abilities I would assume that you have a lot of openness in your chart <laughs> I honestly don't really know I need to find that picture I would love like if you are able to help me to to create that chart again I would love to um get through that with you after the call or like a little bit later I know that I'm a manifesto generator or is it called generator manifesto one of okay. those and um the only thing what got stuck is uh, during the time I was burned out when I when I heard that so I didn't remember so much but what was really aligned with me was that I am someone who doesn't like to do only one thing so I am like not as focused I need to like okay so here is it cool and then I'm like oh this is also cool so I'm like a little bird flying back and forth so I'm creating and beginning a lot of things but I'm not the one who is then like bring it all in all together so therefore we need someone like you we probably would be like such a great team yeah I'm sure <laughs> manifesting generator yeah it's like my husband my husband is also manifesting generator uh, yeah, interesting you have a lot of energy though in that like a lot of yeah. when you're doing the thing that you're supposed to do you yeah have a lot of energy Again, for it's, it. like, yeah exactly uh, again I also do not know, know a lot about astrology but what I know is that I you know I'm a Taurus so I have a lot of earthiness um, while I feel that a lot of times I'm not really on earth so I need to combine those things way better I'm a lot of times especially during my burnout and before you know we, we are getting so much wrapped up in our head 
So for me, it's very important to have tools which are keeping me grounded, which are keeping me into the energy of here I can be creative and here I feel good. So I need to take care of my body. Obviously, it's not only me. Each and every one of us needs to take care of our vessel in order to make the greatest uh, wish happening we we desire right so um this manifest generator thing has taught me that i you know that i'm actually okay i was always doubting myself when i was in working for corporations uh where you know i'm like i cannot focus only on one thing and i was like my goodness what is wrong with me like while i'm was i'm not thriving on to-do lists but i like to finish them so in for corporations you have like so many different things to do which again i like to make different things but those things don't have soul they don't have meaning so i need to have um for me and i think a lot of us need to have a meaning in doing something so i needed to so what the reading of manifesto generator gave me was actually that i was allowed to do different things in the way I need to do in order to feel good. So it serves my sole purpose to do a lot of different things. So right now, when I'm looking at my, my job situation, like working for Instagram, there are a lot of things I do for myself. I do to benefit the others so that you can benefit from my work right so this gives me sole purpose so if it's writing a post or if it's creating pictures or if it's just creating a funny reel or whatever it is something I I really enjoy and thrive with but I cannot go back like you said to a nine to five this is just impossible impossible for me yeah so tell me a little bit about your like what what led to the burnouts uh, like <clears throat> just some key aspects that led you to get to that point of actually burning out when it happened okay try to make that short so during my entire life I have been very competing if it was my twin sister or my other you know in school trying to be good and then I was a gymnast and as a gymnast you're competing against one other person or you know you yourself against other people I've been very good in gymnastics but I sucked in school so I needed to find a tool that gave me a lot of energy Uh, and that was gymnastic then during work time when you know when I went into work life situations I tried to prove myself how good I am I tried to show everyone that I am deserving this spot here like I was trying to deserve uh, when I was doing gymnastic trying to be on on the podium so trying to do that as well trying to be seen trying to be understood heard loved so I triggered all of the things not triggered I checked all of the boxes of uh, having a very low self-esteem and self-acceptance self-love so a lot of people pleasing also so when I came to Sweden I all like finally after I think two years of being here or one and a half years of being here I finally got a job in uh, or an education as a health coach so something I really really wanted to go and learn about so 
personal training due to my background, stress pedagogue I was also doing afterwards. Then doula education again, here comes the generation generator manifesto, like doing different things. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, right. But all while I'm doing while I was pregnant. So then gave giving birth, uh, I did a stress pedagogue. So I already felt like there's a lot of stress in my life. So I'm a high, always on the high, like surviving mode of I need to do this otherwise I don't have money I need to do that otherwise I'm not seen or heard or liked Uh, so it was all to prove my existence then during you know sleep is a very important thing so I didn't get a lot of sleep during the first three two years with my, my with my firstborn and then I got pregnant again and there was a huge health issue. So like not being able to sleep, which is a big problem, feeling very, very negative. So a lot of hormonal imbalances, but no one really could see or know what it was. So I just gave up and like, I will heal myself. So another thing added on my list, to-do list, I'm not thriving on. Then after giving birth, I was really, really like my, my body was sorry, fucked up, like really bad, like swellings all over, like histamine intolerance like swellings of the eyes not being able to breathe and stuff like that um so while having a newborn I needed to look at myself and I felt very unsupported and stuff so that led to a lot of stress and then after he was my son was I think one and a half I said I need to go back to job to do something so I did a doula drug so I started to work as a doula (laughs) sleepless nights by the way and coaching of the couple serving the people, uh, which I loved, which gave a lot of energy as well, but took a lot. And then I started a job and the job took so much of my self-esteem away. I needed to fight for a contract for every month, like, please have me here. So all of the, again, the boxes, which uh, were always ticked in every life situation were ticked, plus that I wasn't in a good position health-wise. So in September 2019 I was finally getting a night or a weekend for myself and I wasn't able to come out of that so um, this is where someone told me like a week later you know you tick all the boxes for being <laughs> burned out I'm like yeah finally someone tells me I can rest right. so I was very happy to actually receive that so I was happy that my my body was very clear about that I'm not functioning I'm not good at all but then you know when you have that sticker on you like hey yeah you burn out what comes with it is a lot of yet okay who am I like who am I with with this problems like if you see someone who's burned out they do not seem to be burned out because they can meet you they most of the time so when I went back to work just to visit them I was like hey how are you doing like oh I'm fine I'm so good and I was because I love to meet the people again but after an hour of like oh my goodness my brain wasn't functioning my body was in pain I needed three days four days to recover from an hour of conversation with people so I wasn't okay for a very long time like really long time like not able to digest and in any information Um, And during that time, I needed to then find myself, like, who can I be knowing that I will never be the one like I was before? And I do not want to be that one before, because obviously that led me into burnout. So who am I with not having the strength anymore, which then leads to a lot of, okay, I need to let go of a lot of things, which I identified myself with. So 
the mm. powerful me, the one who was pleasing or serving a lot of people, having no boundaries, having no voice. Like I felt, you know, when some, when, when here in my, oh yeah. And relationship, oh, looking deep into relationship as well. It's crazy what all came out and unraveled. It's funny because it only took a year. Like it, not the coming back from the burnout, this is still ongoing, but it took a year to see, okay, when I'm, when I'm able to let go of the past me, I come closer to the one who I wanted to be all along because I am soft, but I am powerful. I can have, like you say, the, the rest and then the work and then the rest and that's still worthy it even leads to more. And I wasn't aware of that. So I do not have to prove myself, not to my parents, not to my, my husband or my family or, or people or the system. So there's a lot of powerful things which unravel just through burnout. So they're for sure different burnouts. Um, mine was pretty bad, but not as bad that I was, you know, bedridden for two years, not as bad. Mm. Mine was... I always describe it as a soul burnout. Like it was empty. There was no energy to for life. <clears throat> I had no life essence left. Like I was like, well, whatever. I'm not eating. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't having joy. Like everything what life makes life worthwhile. I didn't have that for a long time. And it still gets triggered every now and then. But here I am able with that experience to serve so many people who are not even going through a burnout, but because of the triggers I know all of us have in some shape and way and form for sure. So wow. something beautiful comes always out of a, of a dark hole and story. Oh yeah, definitely. And what you're saying is so relatable. I mean, whether people have experienced burnout or not, I think, most of us the majority of us are on a path toward burnout if yeah. we're not there because we're not listening to our bodies because we're not yeah. sleeping we're not eating right and almost most importantly I think we are not listening to ourselves and that inner voice of like yeah. you know giving us permission to be who we are who we are yeah. meant to be we always think we have to mold ourselves into somebody we're not and that takes a lot of energy and stress uh right so beautifully said you yeah your story yeah you said it very beautiful it's so important that um we get teached and our children also so look at them we are getting taught that we are not needing to listen our intuition because we have a system and a, you know we follow that and that is all we need while uh, we as human beings we are still energy we are still needing to feel our feelings we are not robots yet we're needing to fully uh, live the human experience and that means that you need to feel your feelings that you need to be connected with other humans and we need to evolve as a human being otherwise we come up or our body manifests with illness like it doesn't mean that you're getting right away like cancer or something but um our our body communicates very clearly with us we just have not understood what questions to ask or even to just ask a question like what is it you want to tell me shoulder like 
<laughs> so we rather we got also taught due to technology like TV uh, commercials and stuff like that. It's rather easier to take a pill like a quick fix than to actually. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I honor you. I'm so grateful that you're here with me. And if you got something out of it, as always, please share it with a friend, a loved one, somebody you think needs this message. And also, I'm soon launching a program where you can be coached by me. Yes, that's right. I am about to be a life coach. And so if you're interested in enrolling in my program, more information will come. Don't you worry. But for now, if you are willing to be on the waiting list, um, let me know and I will happily put you in there at a discounted price and uh, we can get you to have all the breakthroughs and the insights and the momentum that I had the privilege of experiencing when I was working with my life coach. Talk to you soon.